0: Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help with home, life, auto, or business needs. Phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg.
1: The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on WYRZ.
2: Nicole Kendall for Central Indiana Today on WYRZ. Recently, I had the opportunity to visit Plainfield High School and speak with Mrs. Karen Alexander and Mr. Todd Dillon, as well as students from the drama department about their upcoming musical, Little Women, based upon the novel by Louisa May Alcott. They are working very hard at Plainfield High School, getting ready to give a great performance to our community. And their show times will be Friday night, November 17th at 7 o'clock or Saturday the 18th of November at 2 and at 7. Tickets will be available at the door 45 minutes before showtime. This was really a great group of students to talk with and I ask that you support Plainfield High School's Drama Department as well as other high school drama departments in our area. Without community support, it certainly makes it very difficult for them to learn performing arts in the schools. And coming up during the second half of Central Indiana today, I'll be talking with Katie Sweet, the Hendricks County 4-H Youth Development Extension Educator, and she'll tell us how you and or your child can be involved in 4-H right here in Hendricks County. Right now, let's hear from the Plainfield High School Drama department. Nicole Kendall hanging out at Plainfield High School today with an opportunity to hear from the students and staff at Plainfield High School about their upcoming musical Little Women and we're also going to talk to the students and staff about why it's so important and so rewarding to be involved in the drama department on a high school level. Hi Mrs. Alexander, thanks for being here on the show today. Good morning. Thank you for letting me come in and talk with you today. Now, to start this off, let's talk
3: about what's the reason behind why you teach theater and drama? Uh, Well, I was in theater when I was in high school and loved it, had an awesome director. And um, she just kind of sparked my uh, love for the theater and um, just pursued it. And I love it mainly because I see um, kids' self-confidence go up and I see them gain communication skills and gain skills that I think they can take with them out in the world regardless of what they do.
2: That's great that you're such a vital role here at Plainfield High School. Now My big question, I'm a parent and there's other parents who are listening today. If you have students that are approaching high school or maybe they're already in high school, why should the parents encourage their kids to get involved in theater? What kind of life skills can they develop by being in the theater department?
3: Well, they definitely learn to work as a team. Um, They are on a team, whether they are in the cast or on a crew behind the scenes. They Uh, learn how to communicate with one another because they can't work together if they don't communicate with one another. And honestly, they just have a lot of fun. We just, we build uh, relationships um, here through the theater department and we just have fun hanging out and we learn things together and we um, finish projects together. And I think that's, feeling of accomplishment for kids when they're able to do that.
2: That's really important as they're growing into young adults, right? And I'd have to agree with what you said. I was in theater myself and uh, they definitely can learn some life skills by being a part of your group here. Now, I understand obviously in theater you have students who want to be the lead role or maybe a supporting role in the chorus but what are some of the other roles a student can play in the drama department here maybe they're craftsy or they have you know they have other uh things that they're really good at that maybe they could benefit the drama department and of course be benefited themselves what
3: else could they do Uh, Well, I have uh, two theater classes here that are performing uh, classes, but I also have a theater production class, which is a behind-the-scenes class. There's no performance. It's all um, working on um, things that take place backstage, basically. So set, costumes, makeup, sound light, um, stage crew, all of those things that are extremely important in a production because if the actors don't have the -the behind-the-scenes crew, they don't have a show so um, that's a great place for kids to start if they're not thinking oh I, that they want to be on the stage that's um, a great first place to go when they're looking for some way to get involved so they can do it through my class or they can do it extracurricularly or they can do it both
2: okay great there are options right for kids to get involved in theater well thank you so much for talking with us today now we're going to talk with mr. Todd Dillon Todd, thank you for being with me on Central Indiana today. You're here today with the theater department, and I'd like to ask you, what do you do at Plainfield High School and why do you love it so much?
1: Oh well, I'm not a full-time employee. Um, I get to do what I love to do, which is uh, direct. Uh, I've been assistant director the last several years, and um, I've just now stepped into this position as the the director this year. And that's really what I love to do because I'm a sucker for a story, a good story. And I can um, understand that, <laughs> right? And um, it kind of goes along with my worldview. You know, I'm a, a, a Christian. I believe in a higher power. And I believe that we're, we're all part of a bigger story and our lives are all woven together. So theater is such a great place uh, for us to express, you know, little stories that kind of blossom and grow into bigger stories. And so I, I just love that process. And I love working uh, with um, young students, young people that are developing their craft and um, enjoying the process and, and just loving to, d- to do what they do on stage.
2: Well, I'm sure as a director, it is very fulfilling as you see the students grow into young adults. They really have the life skills that you've tried to instill upon them with their time with you. So I thank you for what you do here at Plainfield High School with the students. Now we're going to talk with some of the students themselves. They are ready to talk with me about their roles here at Plainfield High School, what they'll be participating in on the 17th. And today I have the pleasure of Talking with Abby Moyers. She's playing the female lead role of Joe March. Hi, Abby. Hi. Now, Abby, <laughs> tell me about what year of school are you in here at Plainfield High School? Um, I'm a senior. And tell us why
1: you love being in drama so much. I've been doing theater since I was, you know, about eight years old, and when I first started, I just thought it was really fun to get to kind of step out of your own shoes and play someone else's part and live a different life and get some new life experiences. Sure.
2: Now, tell us about how you can relate to your lead role of Joe March. What made
1: you want to try out for that part? Um, well, the uh, actress who originally played her on Broadway is one of my favorites, um, Sutton Foster. So I really like doing stuff that she's done. But Joe is also a very ambitious person, and I consider myself to have some you know, big dreams and like Joe I will do everything to try to achieve them so.
2: Very good it's nice to try to play a role that you can relate to right it makes it feel more natural right well best of luck in the show coming up soon. I also have Steven Aviles he's the lead role as Professor Bayer. Hi Steven. Hi. Now (laughs) I've heard you're a talker is that true?
0: A little bit. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're here with me today on Central Indiana Today. Now, Stephen, tell me a little bit about your role and how can you? How do you relate to the role that you're playing?
0: Well, uh, Professor Bayer, um, he is not the most intact person with society. He's very, very uh, proper, sort of old-fashioned, uh, goofy, and if nothing, I'm awkward. And one, one challenge of theater is playing someone who is obviously not you, and I could never relate to someone who is proper and obviously a foreigner. Um, so it's, it's kind of interesting how, how, how this is done. But um,
2: now, now, what do you get out of theater? Why are you involved?
0: I started doing theater um, because my family's been doing music since I can remember. And um, I used to go to Avon, and there's a company in Avon, The Biz, And I got to know a lot of people who started doing these musicals, and I thought, you know, time to join the boat. My mom made me sign up for a summer musical.
2: Those moms, right? I'm a mom, I get it. We want the kids to be involved, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with that.
0: Oh, no. I've learned a lot, and especially how to multitask and stuff like that, so... Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, that's very good, Stephen. Thanks so much for talking with me today. Now, I also will talk with Hannah Knopp, and she's playing the role of Marmy. Hi, Hannah. Hi. Thanks so much for talking
4: with me. Now, tell us about the role of Marmy. All right. So, Marmy is the mother um, of four children, and she's kind of like the glue that holds the family together. She is... She's very wise and she knows how to handle her children in a loving and caring manner, and that's what she tries to instill in her children. You
2: all, it's so impressive to hear that you understand the roles that you're playing, and that's very impressive to hear that. Now, what made you want to try out for that role?
4: Well, before I listened to the musical and I watched the musical and I just fell in love with it, and so. When I heard that we were doing it, I just knew I had to try out and um I was very excited when I got this role, so
2: very good. Well, I'm very excited for you. Good luck in your show on the seventeenth. Now, last but certainly not least, I get the privilege of talking with Danny Glass. She's a student here at Plainfield High School, and she gets to help with all of the fun behind the scenes activities that go into making this production so successful. Hi Danny. Hi. Tell us a little bit about what you do, how you participate in the show.
4: I am the student director and prop master. I stay on book and help people with their lines if they forget. I controlled the music before Miss Heaton was here to play the piano. I organized the props and put them out on tables in the correct sides of the stage before practice. Very
2: good. Now why do you enjoy doing those roles so much here at the high school?
4: Well I always really like theater. It's a huge part of our family. I really enjoy productions and creating stuff like the different shows. I have been in a couple and I enjoy seeing all of that come together. Okay. That's a
2: very important role that you're playing here in the theater department to have uh, good student direction and being able to put the sets together and that's a very important role. So thanks so much for talking with me today, Danny. Okay, we are going to wrap up today's conversation of during Central Indiana Today with Mrs. Karen Alexander again. We're going to talk about how you can get involved here. If you're listening today and you would like to come and see the show, Little Women, right here at Plainfield High School, Mrs. Alexander, how can the public find out more information about your show and how
3: they can obtain tickets? Uh, tickets are available uh, at the box office. The nights of the show. The show runs November 17th at 7 p.m. and then again on November 18th at 2 in the afternoon and 7 p.m. that night. Tickets are available 45 minutes prior to uh, curtain, and tickets are $10 for adults and $8 for students and senior citizens and we would just love to have the community come out and see this wonderful classic by Louisa May Alcott come to life on our stage and i guarantee you they will not go away disappointed be just amazed at what these kids are doing. I am
2: certain that that is the case. Now, how often do you have shows here at the high school? Are they once a year? Are they twice a year? How often can the public come out and see your shows?
3: Uh, Every fall we do a musical. um, And then in the spring, usually mid-April, we do a play. Um, So there are two opportunities for the public to come out and support our kids in the Performing Arts Department.
2: Okay, great. Do you have a website or a Facebook page you can lead the public to for more information?
3: We do on the Plainfield High School website. um, Under the link activities, they can click on Performing Arts and it will give them the information they need for our show.
2: Okay, thank you so much for being a part of Central Indiana today and best of luck to you in this great show, Little Women. Thank you very much. We'll take a quick break, and coming up next, we'll hear from Katie Sweet, the Youth Development Director at the Hendricks County 4-H. Stay tuned.
1: The new Plainfield UPS is now hiring part-time package handlers for three different shifts, morning, evening, and late night. A weekly retention bonus, pension, benefits, and college tuition reimbursements are available for part-time UPS employees. More information on available positions, online applications, and scheduling an interview can be found at www.upsjobs.com.
2: Nicole Kendall here for Central Indiana today, and I have the pleasure of talking with Katie Sweet, Danville resident and 4 H youth development extension. Educator for the 4-H Center here in Hendricks County. Hi, Katie. Hi. How's it Did going? I, I'm great. Thank you. How about yourself? Fantastic. Did I get your title right? Correct. That's a long yep. title, you it know. It is. It's a long <laughs>
4: title for a very awesome job
2: and for a very busy job. It sounds like you do a lot here in Hendricks County with the 4-H. And today, I wanted to bring Katie onto the show to talk about what all you can do in the 4-H. I know there's a misconception out there about the 4-H that if you don't own um, a farm and you're, you don't have bunnies and, and cows. And sometimes people think, I don't I don't think I can be a part of the 4-H if I don't live in that kind of environment. I just don't know what is out there to be a part of. So we're going to clear that up today because Katie has a, a very a long list of things you can do in the 4-H. So we're going to talk about that today. Katie, thanks so much for being here not a problem. I'm excited to be here. I'm so glad
4: you're (laughs) happy to be here too. Thank you. So tell us what grand overview of the 4-H. Overview of the program. Um, Well actually let's, I'll start by touching on the the misconception you have of people thinking that in order to be in 4-H you have to own livestock. While our roots are very agricultural related, um, we started out uh, teaching boys and girls about corn and tomatoes. We have grown a lot since then. We do have a lot of 4-Hers that are heavily involved in our livestock programs such as cows, sheep, pigs, you name it, the rabbits you said. Um, However, we have continued to grow from that and we offer so much more than just livestock. So we have everything from the non-traditional projects like robotics. We also offer a lot of things like arts and crafts, photography, foods, child development. Pretty much what I say is if you're interested in something, 4-H has that opportunity for you to learn and grow in that area.
2: Well it's great that you have such a wide variety of things and we'll talk a little bit more about your programs in depth here in just a few moments. How many local children do you have currently participating in 4-H?
4: Great question. So we have about 1,200 4-H members and 4-H in Hendricks County our first and second graders can be in mini 4-H which is a non-competitive version sort of a get your feet wet, uh, try out 4-H, learn the basics of what 4-H really has to offer and then our regular 4-H starts in third grade and can go all the way up till 12th grade and anybody can join at any time during that age range.
2: Okay great now is there a certain time of year that children can join into the 4-H or can they just say you know it's It's March and I want to join, or it's October and I want to join. How does
4: that work? So, our 4 H enrollment kicks off October 1st every year, and that's a statewide start date. So, whether you're in Hendricks County, Johnson County, Hamilton County, wherever you are in Indiana, October 1st is our start date for 4 H. And we really encourage all of our 4 Hers to be enrolled by January 15th. And we say that because we really want them to be able to get involved early and often. So, by being enrolled by January 15th, they're going to to be able to meet with their adult volunteers that are going to help them out throughout the year such as club leaders project leaders those types of people and they're also going to be able to get information about other opportunities that we have in early spring and early summer such as camp other trips around the state and even ac- across the state as well so um, we say January 15th if you you miss that deadline it's okay you call our office and we'll walk you through how you can enroll uh, a little later too but we really encourage the January 15th deadline. Okay, well that
2: certainly makes sense. Now I know all of your programs have a different cost, I'm sure. Is there an annual
4: enrollment that a child has to pay? How does that work? So our mini 4-Hers, our first and second graders, are free because again we really just want them to become familiar with 4-H and get involved and see what it's all about. Once regular 4-H starts in third grade, there is a $15 program fee and that program fee actually goes for a couple different things. Um, A dollar of that goes for insurance for the kids when they're at 4-H functions and this is a statewide program fee. So $15 again here in Hendricks County and in other counties that you would go to. Depending on what you get involved with, what the projects you take, what activities you do, there may be additional costs and that varies from a couple dollars for a project book to um, $20 for our technology fee for robotics. Sure, so that makes uh, sense. Depending on what you get involved with there might be more than that.
2: Now, the children who are involved in the Hendricks County 4-H they must be residents of Hendricks County to be in this county's 4-H. Would that be a correct assumption?
4: That is not. Actually. Oh, there we <laughs> go. Good. This is why we're talking about this. We actually welcome all youth from all over. So Good. if you are in Indianapolis and you want to join Hendricks County 4-H, that's perfectly fine. Well, that's great because some children may have one parent that lives in Pittsburgh and one that lives in Indianapolis, or
2: they spend more time here but they're or a, you know, a legal resident in Indy, so I'm just
4: curious. Yeah, absolutely. We, we welcome everybody. Um, Great. That's, that's good. I'm yes. so glad <laughs> to hear that.
2: So tell me about when children get involved in 4-H, what kind of life skills can they expect to take away from being involved in the 4-H programs?
4: Oh, that's a wonderful question. So in 4-H, we utilize projects and activities to enhance a variety of life skills in youth. And a lot of times, uh, people, when they think of 4-H, they think of the county fair. Well, the the county fair is sort of the cherry on top. Um, when you go to the county fair and you see all of those posters, all of those projects that are in our building, as well as all of the livestock at the fair, the 4-Hers that have worked on those projects haven't just done it, you know, the night before. They've worked all year to build those projects, to develop those um, different activities that they've been working on, to, you know, take care of the livestock as well. You know, it's not just a one-week-a-year activity that these kids are participating in. And so throughout that year, they're learning things like responsibility, time management, um, Public speaking is a big one, and a lot of our clubs, which kids can get involved with, they're given the opportunity to speak in front of people starting at an early age. Oh, that's such a great skill yes. to be able to have that. Yes, where they might not get that chance, you know, in a formal education like at school. Um, they're they're going to get a different feeling and a different uh, skill set at the, the county level for 4-H. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love
2: that you're talking about life skills. I knew that that was kind of an important thing that you do in the 4-H because there are children that just don't get that opportunity. They're sitting in front of a a TV screen or they're playing video games. So you're getting them out in the real world, doing real big kid things, right? Doing some adult (laughs) things. That's so wonderful. Now, if you don't mind, you've brought such a great list with you of projects that kids can get involved in. Would you mind sharing some more of those with us so that our listeners may say, Ooh, I didn't know you did that.
4: Yes, absolutely. So like I said before, um, if you're interested in anything, 4-H can help you uh, dive deeper into that passion that you might have. And so we have, again, everything from our traditional projects. So we do have livestock. We do have our traditional crop projects, too. So corn, soybeans. Um, again, that was our foundation. That's how we started in 4-H. But we've come a long way since then. So we have things like cake decorating or foods. Maybe you're really into you know, baking and you want to, to learn how to make the best pie that you can make. We've got a foods program. Uh, maybe you're into gift wrapping or genealogy, where you know you look at your family history. We've got aerospace, which is rocketry, where you actually yeah, get to very cool. yeah, you get to launch rockets. Um, maybe you're really crafty, and we do have arts and crafts, including um, Legos. So oh, okay. a lot of people like Legos. That is so. a trendy thing. That's <laughs> what all the kids are into. I I know. Um, we've got photography, a really strong photography program, where our photography leaders actually take youth out and. And um, go to different parks and stuff, and show them ways to use the camera to get the best picture that they can. We've got an awesome sewing program where we've got workshops that kids can learn how to sew everything from the basic, and we've got leaders that are, are also more advanced and can help, you know, a 4-Her learn to sew everything from a skirt all the way up to um, a formal outfit or a three-piece suit. You're a busy gal. Can yes. I just say that with <laughs> you being
2: over all of these different programs, you have so many great things that you're offering the youth here in Hendricks County. That sounds like a, some some great things to get excited about. Thank you so much for sharing those. Now you mentioned a little bit earlier that. This can be something that you start as early as first grade up through 12th grade. Now what happens after you've graduated from school you still want to keep these young adults involved as adults and you have an adult extension program. Would you mind to tell us a little bit about that?
4: Right, right. So um, once you graduate in 4-H hopefully you've learned a lot of skills uh, that you know you can take with you now to the real world but it's also gives you an opportunity to give back to the 4-H program by becoming a 4-H volunteer and all of our our 4-h volunteers are screened so they go through an application process um, and they actually have to take a youth safety training so that they know how that they can best work with kids what we do is we try and find a place where we're going to have an adult volunteer that's going to work best with a kid so maybe that's a club leader maybe they're suited for that maybe they're more suited to just be a chaperone on a trip or maybe they you know want to just help out at the fair that's totally fine too um, but what we do do is we try and train these volunteers to make sure that they're going to be supporting the youth in the best possible way that they can. So 4-H is a a great way to get involved uh, all the way up. You know, it's a a lifetime commitment if you want it to be. Sure, that's great. (laughs) Um, And then we also do offer, 4-H is part of a, a larger program called Purdue Extension and so part of what I uh, I get to work with the 4-H side of things but my counterparts in the office we have an ag and extension extension educator and a health and human science educator and their role is more focused on the adult side of things so for our ag educator they will work with a group of volunteers called the Master Gardeners and so that's all learning about gardening and learning how you can take care of your land and then our health and human sciences educator works with a group called extension homemakers and uh, they focus on healthy living and a little different aspect of uh, how to get involved in the community as well. So 4-H is one way to get involved in extension but there's uh, multiple ways as an adult you can get involved too.
2: Well I love that you incorporate adults and children that it doesn't just stop at the senior level in high school and I want to make sure I'm clear and I know the answer but I want to make sure we tell our listeners this that you did not have to be incredibly skilled and be a master gardener to be in a gardening program, right? Or you don't have to be an excellent cook to get into the home extension Correct. Th- where they are doing baking. That's where you learn and grow, right? Absolutely. Okay. I want to make sure Absolutely. people know that because it can be intimidating, right? When you go into a new group and you think, oh gosh, I really don't, I really, I want to learn how, but I don't, I don't know how to do this stuff. Right. Will they help teach even the, on, on the adult <laughs> level, will they help teach the adults so that they can
4: enhance their skills? Absolutely, absolutely. And with our 4-H volunteers, um, we make sure that our volunteers are equipped with what they need to help youth. And so one of the best ways that we're, especially right now, we're looking to get more adult volunteers involved is with our project advisors. So those projects I was talking about, you know, um, maybe you're really interested in in um entomology let's say that's a project we have and maybe that is just your thing you've always been fascinated with bugs and you want the opportunity to come help teach other youth about entomology well we have a project advisor that role in which you would come in, talk with me, um, we'd make sure you're screened and everything, and then you would be able to maybe host workshops if you want, or even just be the go-to person to answer questions. And we also have opportunities where maybe you're not super familiar with a project area, but you really just want to get involved and help out at club meetings or help out at workshops that we offer. Uh, That's perfectly fine. Absolutely. We take all skill levels because we want to pretty much make sure you're going to be helping the youth. It doesn't matter how you're doing it, what role you're in, but we'll equip you with the skills you need to make sure that that happens. That
2: sounds like a good deal. Katie, besides all of the programs you've mentioned today,
4: I understand that kids can take
2: trips when they're part of the 4-H. Tell us a little bit about how that works.
4: Yes, I would be more than happy that to. That sounds like fun. <laughs> it is awesome. So, our oppor- so we have the opportunity to send kids literally across the world in 4-H so our third through sixth graders can start out by going to 4-H camp which is three days down at Shackamack State Park where they are given the opportunity to meet new 4-H members from a couple different counties because we go with about three other counties and they spend three days having fun, swimming, playing games and they actually have camp counselors that are also 4-H members that are in high school so we have youth pretty much learning from youth at camp which is an awesome time we also offer trips around the state so our seventh through ninth graders can attend roundup at purdue university for three days and that's really a career oriented type of program where they spend three days learning about different things that they might be interested in so they will actually be in college classrooms they will be attending college with with college professors Wow. They will be working um, with college uh, mentors, and they actually live in the dorms for three days. So oh, wow. What it's a like cool a, experience. Yeah, it's like a taste of college life for kids. Um, and then once they hit ninth grade and ninth through twelfth grade, they can go to the 4-H Academy at Purdue, which is also three days. Um, but they then pick a topic and then are immersed in that topic for three days. So, for example, if you're really into vet science, we have a vet science project. Well, we also have animal science um, at 4-H Youth Academy, where they can learn about all different types of animals, and I have also... I have also seen a 4-H member stick their hand inside of a cow to learn about the insides of a cow while at 4-H Academy. Well, so. that's uh, something you don't get an opportunity to do right. in school. Right. <laughs> very, very hands-on. I'd very, say that's pretty hands-on. <laughs> very hands-on, but lots of opportunity there. Um, we also send kids around the nation. So we've sent kids to Washington, D.C. on trips, to um, Heifer International down in Perryville, Arkansas. We had a group of kids go there. Oh, very neat. Um, we even send kids, Indiana 4-H has partnered with Poland, and we have sent kids over to Poland for a couple of days during the summer every other year uh, to learn about 4-H over in, in Poland. In another country. Yeah. That is
2: so cool. How fun. Well, it's great to know that it, it's not just here in Hendricks County, right? You right. give these kids an opportunity to get out and see the state and the world a little bit as well. Right. right. Absolutely. That's very good. Traveling with the 4-H sounds like an excellent opportunity, along with everything else uh, that we've talked about here today. Now, do you have anything set up for families who
4: maybe can't afford all of the things that they really would like to get their children involved with? Absolutely. Um, so we do have the $15 program fee, like I mentioned before, um, in order to be a part of 4-H. However, if a family cannot afford that, we do offer uh, some scholarship so that they can that can be covered. Also, all of our trips, we have a lot of sponsors throughout the county that help pay for those trips. So we live in a great place, Absolutely, don't we? we? have such great businesses here in the county. Absolutely. So the trips that the youth can go on, a lot of those are mostly covered by sponsors. Um, and we are so lucky to have that. So it's a very minimal cost. For example, uh, for a youth that wants to attend Roundup, which is three days at Purdue, it's only $50 for them. Oh, wow. And the trip itself costs $180. Okay. So we have sponsors that have taken that you know, and made it so that a kid only has to pay fifty dollars to go. Yeah, they offset the cost for the right. child. And that's e- excellent. And even if that's an issue, you know, we we have a four H council in in the county that is willing to work with families to make sure that those youth can get that experience and have a, a positive attitude as they go forward.
2: That is a great thing that you are offering. That now, speaking of scholarships and finances, you also mm-hmm. offer scholarships to graduating seniors. Is that correct?
4: Absolutely. We actually have a, a, a lot of different scholarships in. Hendricks County and across the state that our 4-H'ers can apply for. Um, In Hendricks County we have a couple club-based scholarships so if they're involved in certain clubs the clubs offer scholarships for their seniors and then as a state we actually have a state scholarship program and youth can actually start applying for that in 10th grade and what they do is it's a paper application they have to do a cover letter all of that type of thing Um, and then if they're selected they actually go up to Purdue for in-person interviews and they can win anywhere from 250 dollars up to a thousand dollar scholarships and these are for specific areas so for example if you're really into communications and public speaking we offer that as a project in 4-h well the scholarship would be a reflection of your involvement in that project and how you've utilized it in your everyday life
2: okay so lots of opportunities with the 4-h absolutely now do you have anything coming up soon that you'd like to share with us
4: yes so speaking of scholarships we do have we're calling it the next steps night uh, it's December December 11th from 6 30 to 8 30 at the fairgrounds and what we're talking about are the next steps that youth can take after high school. So we will have a scholarship specialist from uh, the state 4-H office actually coming down to talk about scholarship writing. We're having someone come in to talk about resume building and career development because we realize that college isn't for everyone and that's okay. Sometimes they want to hit the ground running and go straight into the workforce so we want to make sure they're prepared for that. We're also having uh, a couple military professionals. I'll come in and talk about military life because we realize that's an option for youth too. So we're, we have a broad range of people that are coming in to talk to kids about what their next steps can be after high school.
2: Well, it is so good to hear you have such a comprehensive program. Every, a lot of things going on at the 4-H that our youth can be involved in. If our listeners today are thinking this is something I'd really like to get involved with either as a volunteer or maybe they want to get their children involved, would you mind to share your contact information, maybe a website, Facebook, and phone number for the 4-H here in Hendricks County so people can get more involved with what you're doing?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I would be happy to. Um, we So we are at the Purdue Extension Hendricks County office. Our office is located on the fairgrounds. Um, if you walk in, you'll see us right there, a nice glass door. Um, our phone number is 317-745-9260. And our website is extension.purdue.edu backslash Hendricks. If you Google Hendricks County 4-H, will also pop up. And I will say, um, if you're looking at enrolling in 4-H, if you're interested in that, we do all of our enrollment online now as well. So, if you're interested in enrolling in 4-H, you would actually you can visit our website, or you can go to in.4honline.com and enroll. And it takes care of everything there for you. That is so nice. It's so easy to just (laughs) enroll
2: online. Katie Sweet from the 4-H, the Youth Development Extension Educator. Katie, thank you so much for your time today and being on
4: Central Indiana Today. Thank you so much for having me.
1: This has been Central Indiana Today, presented by the Kevin Kersey Agency on WYRZ.
0: Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help with home, life, auto, or business needs. Phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg.